To my brother Seth by Nathan Anderson. As kids, we lived together. We fought. We laughed. We cried. We did not always show the love that we had inside. We share our dreams and plans, and some secrets too. All the memories we share is what bonds me now to you. We grew to find we have a lot of love that is very strong today. It is love shared by our family that will never fade away. You are my brother, not by choice, but by the nature of our birth. I could not have chosen a better one. You are the best on earth. Thanks for being my big bro. Love, Nathan. And welcome back to Hear Me Now, Brother. My name is Seth Anderson, and can you give the good peoples your name, Nathan? <laughs> My name's Nathan Anderson, and uh, Do you want to I'm a half of the duo that brings you Hear Me Now, Brother. <laughs> and we are two brothers living in Los Angeles, living the proverbial dream that every other white male... Living a life! Living the life in the city, um, doing what we do. And uh, every once in a while, every few months or weeks... Um, we decide to sit down and talk. And this is actually a very special episode for me and Nate because we're doing it for the first time from our home, our castle. We are sitting in our living room. Our haven. Hear me now, brother. Yes. This is, this is our mini Fortress of Solitude. Now, if you've watched any of the video casts, you might have seen me sitting at a couch. And that is exactly where Nathan is sitting right now. Uh, we did have to take this down This is the- actually the new couch, though. This is the new couch that you forced on me. It's really comfortable, man. You can hear the couch, people. Yeah, I'm trying. I wonder if if people can pick up the whole ambience of this thing because it's it's really not that big of a room. But right, well, I'm sure there's echo coming in. Um, I've decided to go a little crazy with the mic setup, and I bought an iRiver and basically bought it for field recording. As everyone doesn't know, I read a lot of forums. And one of those forums is the Podcast Alley Forum. You might remember Podcast Alley from Episode 1, You Will Kneel, where I asked everybody to vote on there and nobody did. I'm just saying you might want to listen to that. Anyway, uh, on Podcast Alley, they've got a good forum going for technical discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking for field recording, and I just, you know, it's a great place to ask questions and ask people, you know, oh, I, I want to, you know, do this and this and that. And they'll be like, well, what you want to get is this kind of mic with this kind of a preamp, with this kind of compressor, you know, it's just a lot like, of and, and also the best, well, yeah. one of the best things about them is that they do it for cheap because it's all podcasters, you know, all these, these crazy podcasters out there that want to do their stuff for, for nothing, you know, but um, so anyway, long story short, I bought an iRiver, uh, an IFP 799. Mm-hmm. Little, little guy. <laughs> yeah, one gigabyte. <laughs> Looks like a double D battery there. Flash-based hard drive. Great exterior. Uh, I'm using that primarily for field recording for our new film. Um, but on the other end of it, uh, we can also record our voices, but it's, it's a really handy little recorder and I do recommend it for anybody who's, uh, getting into podcasting. I also outfitted it with the microphones we're using right now, which we got from squid labs. It's a, just a bunch of stereo mics with an eye. Really? If you want to do any kind of, uh, reconnaissance or spy missions, you can Mm -hmm. use that also because it can slip right in the back pocket. It's the size of a 
a, a, a gum wrapper. Dare I say it could slip into the second pocket of jeans. I Pop bought, goes a weasel. Yeah, don't do that. That well, just, just overmodulates. Just, just try and, and I have to cut it out. I seem to overmodulate. I got a, I got a baritone going on here. You got a real problem with that. So, so, but, but before we go on, yeah. Did you um, even explain the mic setup? Yeah, I think I did. I think uh, I. If you want, you can email me. I know I'll never get them, but you can email <laughs> yeah. me. and I'll give you the whole setup. Uh, the I River is just so gangbusters and um, a lot of fun. Huh? And it's a good replacement for for field recording, in my opinion, for the mini disc, which I couldn't afford. And which is slowly being taken off the market by Sony. Sony. So, where are we at here? Where are we at with things? What's the score? The score is we're on episode seven, and uh, we had a lot of um, a lot of history going into this show. We were going to do a lot of different shows for this. I think we had we a lot of ideas. A lot of ideas, and uh, one of the big things that's happened in the last month since Christmas, since our last show, since the music episodes, mm-hmm. is the movie, and I've been. Really working on that for since the whole month of January, and it's now well, still still the part of the work there is actually seeing all the movies that we missed in '05. Oh, yeah. Quite a few, which which is in preparation for now. our big Oscar show, which we're going to f- end up doing soon. Now yeah, we'll this, do a movie uh, and Oscar thing all at once. It'll be one big bang. But uh, one of the exciting things that we decided to do for this episode was to try out new segments. Uh, we really started out this this whole endeavor with Hear Me Now, brother, doing segments. Yeah, like a little art piece, yeah, little, yeah. little art pieces, little little uh, art fag things, art art fag things, yeah. And um and man, this Heineken I'm drinking tastes like it was dipped in turpentine. That is a mini keg you got. It, there. Yeah, it's but um. So anyway, we're gonna do a segments episode, and uh, we're gonna send it out all you guys, and you can tell us if you like these segments. Uh, we've written a lot of it, which I'm sure some of you are thankful for. We're not improvising on a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's gonna really be different. People yeah, are gonna and, notice the difference um, there. I'm trying to think of what else we're doing. Yeah, so we're just going to do a bunch of little segments, uh, and you just tell us what you like, and if you enjoy it, and if you don't, well, you don't like any of them. We won't do any of them. And that's about all I can think of. I've just been working on the movie. We have the trailer up. The, the inception not, of they're there. It's up. It's up now. What's up, up by the time they hear this fucking thing? You know. So um, so it's out there for people to uh, get a little preview of what we're uh, what we're doing. And what do you do? You think people um, will respond to the title, Nathan? What? Do, what? Just, just be like frank. Be frank. Do you think people are just going to be like stupid title? It's right? like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, I, let's not name the title. Let's the not thing, name the title. I'm not going to say it. I, I just think I think it's a very, it's a Western title. I mean, it, it is it is yeah. up there with some of the some of the ones that we were throwing around. I think it's one of the best ones that we came up with, and it it, it does. We do have a future for this this small piece. To incorporate into a much larger piece, I yes, think yes. The, the the title of the piece will incorporate into those. I don't want to hint at it. Too, I don't want to talk about it too much. But um, the uh, the Blakes have a uh, the Blakes of the title have a uh, expanded story that we're going to talk about uh, and maybe put into a future at some point. So the the short has has really spawned a lot more ideas that were worth I think are worth exploring mm-hmm. more, and that's going to. Eventually, probably end up in a screenplay next in the next few months that we're going to try to write based on this short film. Yeah, we already have a lot of ideas with that, so people can take a look at that now and yeah, just, get just take a look at the trailer. You can see that you know we're it's funny our asses the whole it. thing about this. Uh, can we really call what we have uh, like a trailer? I mean, like th- I'm not talking about just you know at a student independent film kind of level. We're not students. I mean, we're at an independent no. film level. No. Uh, what what they God, make no. are called trailers. I mean, like a trailer. What I put together with that trailer, and I was thinking about it in the car on the way here, like I was saying, trailer was 
what I want to see in a theater. I'm so tired of trailers. I'm so yeah. I, I look that will spark forward, something sometimes else. Sometimes I look forward to trailers more than the movie itself. Because usually, God's sake, you're, you're watching fun with Dick and Jane. You don't want to watch that. Which, it's crazy what tra- trailers nowadays are like uh, NASCAR promo packs. I mean, yeah. they're just like stuff flying by. There's explosions. Text is flying sideways. Right. I mean, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. And I really, I really find it hard to believe that those like ones that are high kinetic and high energy, uh, those represent the actual piece that you're going to go see. Usually they don't. Usually it's, they're not they're even in the same the world. Of the film. They're giving away the whole plot of the So film. I'm glad we didn't do that. I was tempted to just like <laughs> let's, Show, yeah, let's cut it up, stuff. man. You know, let's have uh, American flag waving. Let's let's have fireworks going off, even if it's not even the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just get them pumped. Negative art shots in the middle of it. But I no think reason. it's yeah. all going to explode. I mean, I think so. that going towards that direct, going towards the direction of that, those more so and faster. I think it's just going to explode, and we'll come back to the great trailers. There, there will had. be hopefully a black backlash. I trust people's intelligence. Trailers do have to have some but, kind of content, though. They can't be just meandering pieces of film. You know, but. So send your comments. Send your comments about the trailer. I hope you like it, and um, I hope you like the title. And send your comments and and um, questions, and uh, hopefully we'll get that film on its way. Um, but uh, do you have anything else to say before we well, get into our segment? Well, I really, I, I really have no comments on the on the past what couple of months that we've kind of in and out of the Hear Me Now Brother world. I, I, I don't even want to comment on it because I don't really remember doing anything. World. I think we we were trying to you know just recovering. From uh, getting the footage back and cutting it together, I think it's a lot of work. It's been our life. Um, it's been our. I think life. it's a yes. lot of work outside of actually cutting and editing. I think when you cut a film, you're at, you you are thinking about it twenty four seven. It's fucking like it's a bitch. It's a bitch when you got a full time job. I think there's a it lot. A fucking bitch. I think there's a lot of thought before. I think you should put a lot of thought in it before you actually cut the film because once you start going, it it takes on a form and you kind of have to follow through with that. But I think. We've we've we have continued to do that, but there was a lot of thought process even even now. I mean, it could be totally something different the next couple of days. I don't know. That's what's exciting about it. But yeah, it's morphing. As of now, never more feel like we're changing Michael around. Tom's world. <laughs> Literally, I think we're just sitting around staring at a wall and thinking about our projects, which we're thinking a lot about it. That's you can't sure. really tell God people damn, we're, we're thinking about that. this thing every fucking day. So I'm, th- I'm thinking about it in my dreams, Nate. It's well, I think, we're gonna, I think, but I, I want to say that this this is an episode where we're going to spice it up a little bit. We're going to change with your mouth. We're going to have some fun. Uh, not just uh, we don't want just a talk radio horseshit kind of thing. We want uh, we want something that's that's more uh, organic, something that's more like our uh, our film work ourselves. Only it's audio. Um, so I have I don't have any confessions for you at the top of the show. I just want to kind of dive into these. Yeah, I don't want to hear them. So uh, let's let's push it on. Let's, let's push, push the steamroller down the hill here. That is. Track one, Sep, edit out and post. Yeah. Julia, back get on my knees. Speaking in tongues of washed out sun and perfect clarity. Back get so Yeah. 
News of the awesome, awesome, awesome. Every once in a while, you just come across some news that's just downright kick-ass and awesome. The word is awesome. And this is one of those news items that I'm going to bring to you today that you can tell your friends, you can tell your family. You can just set the world on fire with this awesomeness. News item in the world of awesome. Joaquin Phoenix of Walk the Line fame almost died in the nearby Hollywood Hills in a car accident. Believe me, I've been up there in dense fog, and it's scary shit. You been up there, Nate? Yeah, man. A lot of people do walk around there. There's a lot of fog up there. Anyway, I could really care less about Joaquin because he made it with no injuries. What's awesome about this story is who he encountered up there. It's almost too good to read. It's almost good to, to, to tell you. But I'll read it from, from this snippet from Wikipedia. On January the 26th, 2006, Joaquin and another person were involved in an auto accident in the Hollywood Hills suburb in Los Angeles when his SUV, shame on you, Joaquin, flipped over and skidded into, onto its side. Fortunate. Well, they got terrible turn rates. You've seen those? Rollover rates. When Dad had highest. that... Uh, that Ford uh, Explorer, that was awful, yeah. Fortunately, Joaquin suffered no serious injuries and was pulled from his overturned car by German art film director Werner Herzog. <laughs> Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I, I said it wrong. I spelt it wrong. Whose home was located nearby. Phoenix appeared at the 2005 Screen Actors Guild Awards a few days later. No scratches. 63-year-old man pulled him from Fucking the car. Fucking awesome. It's, it's strange that those two people, those two... Dare I say celebrities in the world? Yeah, Joaquin's a little bit more high profile in Hollywood, but that those two people met each other, found their found their way on the together. Drive road. They found- uh, what what's interesting there, and I think you left it out of the uh, your news of awesome is that he pulled him from the car. Oh, I've got more and from he, IMDb, and here. he left. He just left. I've got I, more. Can I can I can I read, read, a read more? the very line there? The end line. Oscar there. nominee Joaquin Phoenix. This is from IMDb.com. Joaquin was rescued from his car wreck last week by German cult, uh, cult director. Cult director. They say they art director wow, and wiki I mean, cult director. They don't know how to classify Werner. What are you? You know, do? Grizzly Man was on Discovery Channel. You could say he's a mainstream director. Anyway, the 31-year-old Walk the Line star overturned his car on a canyon road above Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood after his brakes failed and he collided with another vehicle. They don't talk about the other vehicle in any of the stories here. Joaquin, there was another vehicle. Joaquin and Werner. That's it. Most well, people are dead. Mm, uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm sure it Maybe was. It was her I'm sure it was Phoenix's fault. You know, they got drugs in the family and the history there. Phoenix was saved because he was wearing his seatbelt, but was revealed he was helped from the wreckage by a 63-year-old who was home nearby. The actor says, Joaquin, I remember this knocking on the passenger window. There was this German voice saying, just relax. That's the airbag. Just relax. That's the airbag. I can't see what I'm, and I'm saying, I'm fine. I'm relaxed. Finally, 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 I rolled down the window and this head pops inside and he said, no you're not fine. And suddenly I said to myself, that's fucking Werner Herzog. Oh my God, this is awesome. I almost got in the accent just for that. Get to the end. There's something so calming and beautiful about Werner Herzog's voice. I felt completely fine and safe. I climbed out. I got out of the car and I said, thank you. And then he was gone. But see, he was gone. I bet that's, you he just disappeared, That's the interesting dude. part of the thing. We're assuming he probably fled and called police, right? Fled to his house and called the police, probably, right? Well, any, That's, any, you know, any hero like Werner would Probably they that. got there and everything else. Werner is the police, man. Maybe he, I mean, you think, 
Herzog left because, hey, this is Joaquin Phoenix. Man. It's sort of, and it's glib and flippant in the way Werner is. He's like, no, you're not. You know, it just you can just hear him say that. No, well, you're I, not. It probably looked like a horrible scene, man. He flipped the car mm-hmm. into like a tree and off mm-hmm. Canyon Drive. There's nothing there. And then there's cars coming and going. He pulled him I'm from just, the car. I'm so amazed Werner still lives up here. He's awesome. Surprised. It goes right up to the wreckage. I mean, that is awesome. Right. So that was our news of the awesome. And you've got to agree Yay! that was some awesome news. That was just incredible news of the awesome. So if you could just send some uh, snippets along, I, of course, am the final judge, me being Seth, of what is awesome or not. That was just clearly, undeniably, an incredible collision of worlds. And it's a very rare occurrence that something that awesome happens in real life. But it was so awesome, it had to be real. I wonder if they're going to work together. That'd be cool, huh? Eh. That's their best film, in my opinion. That, that, that interaction right there. Yeah. That's Joaquin's best. They could make a film out of that little moment. So awesome. That's news of the awesome. Let's go on to another segment in our Hear Me Now Brother segment episode. Of it. I love my mother. I love my father. I love my sisters too. Bought this guitar to pledge my love, to pledge my love to you. Sometimes that shower is your only friend, huh? I mention this only because it's fairly cool in my apartment right now. And more and more I've been drawn to the bathroom. Mainly it's because it's the only source of heated anything. Running a shower eases those icy fingers. Since my bed is very close to the open window, it feels like I'm outside without a roof over my head. Sometimes I stay up late and imagine myself outside. I imagine that rain pelts me. Or somehow I fall into the ocean and hypothermia sets in. All I know is an imagine a place that is cold, barren, unforgiving, Poland. This week I've been having passing thoughts about all the new neighbors moving into the quiet apartment building. A lot of young fair-to-wells that don't even make eye contact. Come to think of it, I don't think I've said hello to anyone on the street yet. I used to love to do that. Hold doors. Help a lady pump her gas. Yeah, 
I've done that. As a general curiosity is absent in California. I wonder sometimes if there's a serial killer in my neighborhood planning his masterpiece. He is in some basement with walls and walls of jars filled with bunnies and formaldehyde. He sits for his internal clock to tick. And then he sets out on a rampage in a three block radius. Are any of us really safe? Maybe tomorrow I'll make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and have a picnic on the beach. I don't want to uh, make you feel bad, put you on the spot in front of all of our listeners, all 25 no, of them. No, I'm, I'm used to it. But uh, you've been hard up for some cash lately. Yeah, I've been, I've been having, I have a financial low right now. And I want to offer you a free lunch well, that'd since be great. You've, been, you've been financially strapped. But I am going to make you work for it a little bit here. Um, I'm going gonna, to ask you... Just one thing, if, if, I don't, if I don't do whatever you, you, you know... You got there. Can I still get the free lunch? No. Oh. No. All right. Got well, it. It's I'm, free, Nate. It's I'm here. It's free. Then. And this is well within the realm of what you know. I'm here. I'm listening. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. If you get all of them right, you get a free lunch from me. Oh, God. Free lunch from your brother. Hmm, sounds you good. You get one wrong. I'll get you a beer. One get wrong. Get you a beer next one Friday. Wrong. Get you next, a beer next Friday wrong. over at that place on Fairfax, all right? <laughs> sounds good. All right. So I've got them set up in categories in this episode. Pop culture okay. is one category. Pop culture, all right. I'm literature, good at that. literature is one culture. All right, I'm good at that. Movies, Movies, which we all love. <laughs> good at that. Music, music. Mm-hmm. Current events, current events, and miscellaneous. How many questions are you gonna ask me? It's awesome questions. You're gonna have a good. Time. All right, let's let's do it. Fire. Me. All right, and they, and um the the total criteria. I also should say this before we get going. Uh, the criteria for the answer to be correct or not is all up to me. So you've got to be kind of kind of in my so. head. So some you're of these the, questions... You're the, you're the judge, jury, and executioner. I really liked Five Questions by Craig Kilborn, but I hated him. I hated Craig Kilborn. He know, was just he, based he's on just, his... just really smug, but, but I like the, the structure. Anyway, okay. we're going to go on. Number one, pop culture question. Pop culture. Here we pop go. culture. Pop filter. I've never God, heard these questions it. before. I just want to say this. This is a hot or not question. Hot or not. Bryce Howard in the village. Hot or not. 
hot or not? Bryce Howard is Ron Howard's daughter. Ron Howard's daughter. Hot or not? She's kind of the centrist. In the village. Hot or not? And by extension, her. Is she hot or not? Yes. The answer is hot as hell. I'm going to give you that one. Yeah. All All right. right. For extra credit, and this would have given you half a point, what is Bryce Howard's middle name? And it's na- and I'll give you a hint. It's named after an '80s primetime soap opera starring uh, the dude. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's named after the show's title. It's named after the show's title. Oh, her middle name. Jr. Bryce How Bryce Howard. Bryce Jr. Howard. <laughs> Dallas. Nathan Dallas. You got it wrong. You said Jr. Oh, what a stupid name. I said Jr. Though that was. A stupid I, I I I can have no follow question. I said the name of the show, name not the, the name show. of the character. Jeez, I was close on that. Starring Larry Hagman. That's extra points, okay? I don't get that. I was looking for Larry Hagman. I know, but if you had missed Rice, you would have lost a chance. See, I give two half chances in these things. Okay, okay. All right, literature. I got that one. Literature. Your favorite author, Clive Barker's husband, is of what ethnicity? He's black. Wrong answer. Gentleman of color. Oh, shit. Half answer. I'm a racist. Uh, Bonus. What's his name? David. Oh, you're wrong. It's Michael. It's David. We could look this up, but I saw Michael when he was because Clive just got his the citizenship, and there was a picture with him and his husband and, sure and their daughter, David. who is. I'm pretty sure it's David's. All right, I might give you that one. David might, Barker. If I'm wrong, if Are I'm wrong, I'll give you that question. Oh, damn it, David Barker. He took his last. name? I don't think it's Michael. Think Where it's, does Clive live in the hills with he, Werner? Up there? Yeah, he's up there somewhere. God, he can afford so that. So, right? what, did I bomb both those or what? You, you might have bombed it if I'm wrong about David. I'm pretty sure it's Michael. I saw a picture of West Hollywood like citizenship awards, and Clive was with the mayor of West Hollywood like, I'm a citizen, I'm American. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Clive's a wrong. sick bitch. I thought it was David. <laughs> Movies. Movies. Man, I'm sucking In me. Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop, there's a scene where RoboCop, played by Peter Weller from Leviathan, Barges into the Detroit police station and slams Clarence Boddicker, played by the dude from that Star Trek Six, yeah, Boddicker, and that '70s show, down on the front desk. He tells the chief to book him. The chief asks what the charge is. Nate, what is RoboCop's justification for throwing a seemingly innocent man down at the feet of Lady Justice? And if you know the answer, I want you to say it like it was said in the movie. Do you understand the question? <laughs> I think so. I think the question you're saying you're saying what was why did he throw Boddicker down on the ground and what did the what's the charges and what does, isn't it like he killed me murder yeah what did RoboCop say is that your final answer no let me think about what it. is the line the exact line I know you've got it you're you're you're, you're circling that drain and you're almost there but it's like he's like what's the charges and he and he looks back and he goes. What did Boddicker do? You know what Boddicker did. I'm giving you a lot. I'm giving you a lot of slack here. You're, oh, you're, into, you're into free beer. For the territory. death of Murphy. Oh, God. I don't know. Nate, it's one of the greatest lines. He looks back and he goes, he's a cop killer. That's the uh, best fucking line oh, in the man. movie. I've seen that movie in a while. <laughs> All right, bonus question. Name a cop that Boddicker killed. Name, name this is a, a trick question. Name the cop. That Murphy. Bo- full name? Full name of Murphy? Murphy. What's what's Murphy's full name? <laughs> Fuck, man. What's his think? first name? Oh, my God. Hey, man. I'm blanking. All right. Well, his full name is Alex Murphy. I'm going to give you that half point. Alex Murphy. Okay. So so right now you're at one and a half. And you've well, got another I half. I don't got the meal. If you get another half point. Oh, okay. If you get another half point, you'll be back to a full I don't. Point. I don't remember Alex Murphy. 
He's a cop killer. He's a cop killer. Yeah, it's a great line. Yeah. Music. Sorry, I missed that one. I want you to see if this is true or false. During the height of their awesome career, Van Halen's standard concert contract called for them to be provided with a bowl of M&Ms backstage. Mm-hmm. But there was one caveat, one provision. All of the M&Ms had to have the brown candies removed. The presence of even a single brown M&M in that bowl, rumor had it, was sufficient for legal cause for Van Halen to, pr- to cancel the show. Oh, my God. Is this true nuts. or false? Is this true or false? Did they do this insane thing with the brown M&Ms? Could it be a member of Van Halen that did it? It was the whole band. They said, they said, if we see one M&M, one brown M&M in the bowl, <laughs> That's we're canceling false. the fucking show. That's false, man. I'm sorry, man. It is true. <laughs> you researched that shit. I, it is true. Let me read. Right now, you're in free beer, beer land. Maybe less. Oh, fuck. The legendary no Beer's brown. Let me read this to our audience because so, it's true. It's too good. It's too. Yeah, that's incredible. nuts. That's nuts if that's true. The legendary no brown M&M's contract clause was indeed real, but the purported motivation for it was not. The M&M provision was included in Van Halen's contracts not as an act of caprice, but because it served a practical purpose to provide an easy way of determining whether the technical specifications of the contract had been thoroughly read <laughs> and complied with. They had to make sure people were reading the contracts down uh, to the letter. You understand? These guys are stupid. David man. Lee Roth puts it this way. <laughs> so when I walked backstage, if I saw a brown M&M in that bowl, well, line check the entire production. Guaranteed you're going to arrive at a technical error. They didn't read the contract. Guaranteed you'd run into a problem. Sometimes it would threaten or just destroy the whole show. Man. Sometimes, like literally, life-threatening. Sometimes they probably want to go out and play. Full of ass. Damn, there's a brown one in here, man. That's a a piece of shit. All right. Current events, Nathan. This one's for you. Question. We all know James Fry lied to Oprah and, by extension, the American people. I don't know about that. There are so many lies in his bestseller, A Billion Little Pieces, (laughs) that it's incredibly difficult to know the truth. Nate, do you hate that lying coward James Fry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate, oh man! Like now, keep in mind my answer. Th- 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 this is what this was a, my answer? This is a strange. This is a strange. Yeah, it brings question it because I want to say I want to say no because Oprah really good answer. Put a hot air Here's my answer. Ass. Here's my answer. No, he's a great guy and he really put himself out there. Yes. <laughs> And he's but, a drug, uh, drug addict. But, uh, <laughs> he's a I don't recovering know. drug addict, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and he's going to totally shoot himself because like, his career has been and, dismantled on, on national television. he wrote television. a really good book. So he, uh, he deserves the American people's sympathy. Uh, the emotional the, truth. The, the emotional truth. You should read the new LA I Weekly on James stand. Fry. It's got this article I by... I still stand uh, by the emotional truth in my book. Yeah, Jerry Stahl wrote a good article in the New LA. I, I read Jerry Stahl's Permanent Midnight Guy. Yeah, well, Jerry Stahl defends James... Well, I don't know if he defends him. He's, no. Jerry Stahl's kind of a smug. He talks about the, the, the weird... This is just, you know, if we can comment on this. Yeah, briefly. if you want to talk about James Fry briefly. Uh, people aren't... Uh, there, there's some people attacking just on the basis like, you know, hey... What he's doing is lying to us, and, and, and they just open shut. They just close the case on it. But there's also All of people that are saying— And the American people is what I'm saying. I think the it's American funny. People. There's a lot of liberal writers, maybe Stahl, among among others, who are actually commenting on this phenomenon, like it is a phenomenon, where where people are doing true falsities. Or the whole world now is this true-ish kind of world. Yeah, and and I, and I think it's interesting that people are writing about that, you know, because— we're in a world with all this reality TV Emotional and all this horseshit. Yes. Um, more truth is what is actually exciting people. So I mean, like, 
there there probably is a rash of books that are memoirs that are totally fake. Enough of this defending a lying is there coward. A two, you got another question on there? Enough, yes. Miscellaneous. I'm going to list a series of celebrity art fags. Match these assholes to their hilarious book titles. The authors are as follows. Jewel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Billy Corgan. Billy. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. And Ethan Hawke. Ethan, I got this. All right. I've probably I read all these fucking now things. Now you remember the names. Okay. Jewel, Billy Corgan, Tim Burton, and Ethan Hawke. Okay. The book titles are as follows. And I want you to match them after I, can I tell do you this. this. I can do this rapid fire. All right. Don't, don't answer while I'm saying this. Okay. Just, I'm going to list off yeah, the titles. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Just, yeah, yeah. just point to me. Because that would be really annoying. Okay. Book titles are A Night Without Armor. Jewel. Nathan, you're answering a damn question. <laughs> what? I'm going to list off the fucking. <laughs> okay, go. A Night Without Armor, I wasn't even listening colon, to. poems. Blinking with Fist, colon, poems. The Melancholy Death of Osterboy, comma, and other stories. And finally, The Hottest State. <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of chuckled to ourselves there. Okay. Now, no. Jewel, what did she write? A Night Without Armor. Colon, poems. Okay. Colon, poems. Uh, Billy Corgan, what did he write? Billy Corgan's that fist one, whatever that was. Blinking with fist poems, yeah. What is it called? Blinking with fist. Blinking with fist. Came I haven't read like that. Is it a poetry ago. book? Jeez, yeah. what is he doing? I mean, he's he's been downhill. He he just reformed. So Smash now we got two more left. He just reformed uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Did you know? That? It could have been the Melly Of course, he's got the drummer, the asshole drummer that killed a guy with a drug overdose. Reformed. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tim Burton. The melancholy death of Oyster Boy. You which, bought that, which I have. Yeah, I, I knew you'd got my that. Goth throw away. That I was, got that. Yeah. And how was that? The hottest state. Hottest state is Ethan Hawke. You know he has another book out. Ethan Hawke has another one called. It was kind of an unremarkable title. I just wanted to put the hottest. The state. lukewarm I just, state. I think that's the best. The best hottest title. state, man. I picked it up. So, I never read it. Nathan, uh, I don't think you came out. Come on, so I got a lot well. right. You didn't come out so come well on. on the by Nate lunch, um, and you uh, beer, you're though. just gonna you're just gonna have to beg me next time we're over at Starbucks. Uh, those are and, those are well researched questions. Those are well researched, and I'm going to keep the research up. Because you you deserve it. Thank you deserve to fight for your meals. You deserve to eat. I deserve to eat. My little brother deserves to eat. Thank you, man. Uh, and that's it. Thanks. Grandpa will earn himself a place. His little. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
a brief note about the music used in this episode of uh, Here We Now, Brother. I wanted to uh, name drop Paul McCloy with his song Lake Nimicon. Paul is actually uh, someone in my consciousness, someone in my world. He has been my roommate twice over. You forget he was my, my roommate days. as well. He was your roommate yes. for a brief when you were living with me. I don't know what he thought of me. But... So Minneapolis and, and went to college together and uh, Paul is an accomplished filmmaker and also uh, quite an accomplished musician with this song. I want to hear more, Paul. Uh, he also was my uh, he was my tag team buddy in uh, Ireland when we studied abroad there. So a shout out to our days out there, Paul. But uh, other than that, just listen to his beautiful words. I really like your emails, Paul. We don't get many. Thanks. Later, Paul. So that ends our segment episode. I would like you all to send us emails telling us the segments you enjoyed. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to do that anymore. Right? You don't want emails? I think. I, I want to talk to people. I like people. I don't want to hear someone asking for, you know, like, give us comments. I think I think if, if you find what we're saying interesting at all, just write us something. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> or subscribe or tune in. Yeah, I, it's there for people to want. And I think, I think, you know, I'm having fun doing this. I'm just glad we sat down and finally did one because it's been so long. Yeah, and so I've been sitting. At, I've been sitting at that nothing. computer for so many days, just working on a film, and I've been going. I need to have some fun with yeah. with with recordings and the internet. Oh, yeah. The internet ain't fun anymore. You Inter- know, the internet just ain't no fun. Yeah, it's so, all just porn and bubbles. Yeah. Do you remember when that guy that was working on our high speed internet found that porn and that was really it's like, hey, the porn bag. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. That was very embarrassing for me. Not I don't not know that how, I, I don't know why he porn, I don't know how that happened. Something happened. He was clicking. He was he was typing in something. He typed in just an innocuous like www. God, hot. Couldn't he was going to do Hotmail, and it came up hot. Yeah, hot. He did. It did Hotmail, and he did it Hotmail with two L's, and hot. somehow it was porn or something. Hotmail with two L's. It was a lot of fun. And that's that's what unraveled the the chain, secret, the Da Vinci Code of porn. So, uh, Seth, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful to see you. It'll be another ten years before we do another podcast. No, no, no. This this setup, if it works, 
and I can already tell I'm going to have to take the bass out because there's some, do some bass in our voice. We're just going to have so much fun. We're going to do our movie thing next. We're going to talk about the movies of the year, and I'm going to I like I'm going to have prepared statements <laughs> on the best movies of the year. I you, have, you look relaxed. I mean, if you, if the people the, the listening audience can see me now, I mean, I'm just I'm, they can if they I'm can Ed, see you now, Ed, they would you. definitely hear you more now. I'm just than, laid back than ever. I'm just chilling. So what our our website is hearmenowbrother.blogspot.com and Nathan would you tell them how to contact us please yes hearmenowbrother at yahoo.com if you want to send is. us any and we're both on myspace uh, I stole the hear me now brother name it's myspace.com slash hearmenowbrother you'll be taken to my page and www.myspace.com slash time is now for me if you want to come say hello add us as friends we're we're very friendly very friendly and, to some uh, extent oh wait wait what's that noise hey here come the noise Woo! see you later alright go to my brother Seth by Nathan Anderson as kids we lived together we fought we laughed and we cried We did not always show the love that we both had inside. We shared our dreams and plans and some secrets, too. All the memories we share is what bonds me now to you. (laughs) Let me get it out. (laughs)